want to do that, but in health and wellness, and do it with a much, much stricter standard so that everything under the human co-umbrella has the same set of standards. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Jason Karp, who is the CEO and co-founder of HumanCo. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dave. Hey, I'm looking forward to the conversation. I want to dive right in and start with your background. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how'd you end up in the, the world you are today with HumanCo? Yeah, so it's, it's a bit of an odd path. I actually started off on the finance road. I, I, I spent just over 20 years in the hedge fund industry. I went straight out of college in 1998 to a hedge fund when I was 21 years old. And I was always interested in investing and always had an entrepreneurial spirit, which is what led me into uh, the hedge fund world. But almost by, I think of it now as a sort of a stroke of luck, although at the time it was, it was a disaster, which is I got very sick when I was 23, 24 years old. A couple of years after I started working, I was diagnosed with several autoimmune diseases, the worst of which was a degenerative eye disease where they told me I was going blind and we would be blind by the age of 30. I was losing my vision. It was, it was a really traumatic time for me. I was deeply depressed and, and looking for answers. And at the time, doctors had no answers for me. It was, it was described as incurable. And I was, uh, always thought I was healthy. I was a college athlete all four years and, and sort of felt like I was somebody who was like fit. And I just couldn't believe that, that you know, this, this almost felt like a death sentence to me. And I was actually pre-med when I went to Penn I ultimately transferred into the Wharton School because I think I like business a bit more than biology. But I always had this sort of focus on you know, human health. And almost out of a blind optimism and a naivete, I decided to go down some of these alternative routes of trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And you know, to keep a, a long story short, I did a lot of biohacking and tried a lot of different methods to see if I could cure myself through food and lifestyle. And over the course of about nine months of a lot of different protocols and elimination diets and improving some of my lifestyle habits, I, I actually reversed my diseases. And, and I've basically been in remission, by and large, for about 20 years. It was the first instance that my ophthalmologist had ever seen of someone reversing this eye disease. And that set me on this dual track of really thinking about ways that, that I could help humanity to make living healthier easier. And I stayed in the hedge fund industry until the, uh, just the beginning of 2019. But along the way, I really tried to pursue my passion of health and wellness. And about midway through that journey, my brother-in-law, Jordan Brown, and my wife, Jessica, it's Jessica's brother, Jordan, he and I started spending a lot of time because, you know, as the years progressed, I was still very interested in biohacking and, and health and wellness and optimal human performance. And I gave Jordan many of the the books that I was reading at the time, and he went, you know, full deep into it and loved it. He didn't have the illnesses that I did, but but he loved how much better he felt, how much better he looked, how much better he performed when we were practicing what they now describe as more paleo-style diets, or some people call sort of evolutionary or ancestral diets. And that ultimately led to uh, Jordan kind of came to me as an investor 
he was in the real estate industry at the time and said, why don't we create a restaurant that's the manifestation of all these principles so that we could basically have a place where we could trust every ingredient inside the restaurant and actually show people that we can make really good food that's also meticulous in its ingredient selection and sourcing. Because at the time, there was a, there was a real perception, and I think it's still today, but that healthy stuff meant that it, it, it tasted terribly or that it didn't work. And there was a real negative kind of connotation around sort of healthy, what I'll call consumables. And that ultimately led to us deciding to do a restaurant, which was the basis of Hugh Kitchen. Hugh Kitchen, uh, the name Hugh came from human. We had a, a slogan, still do, of get back to human, because we believe that people don't behave or eat the way humans sort of have evolved. And certainly the way we all live today in modern societies is, is clearly not optimal for human health. When you look at the, the epidemic of obesity, heart disease, diabetes, chronic illnesses, and a lot of modern sort of lifestyle diseases that you don't see in more uh, aboriginal or third world type of cultures. And then, you know, Hugh really started as a restaurant, but it quickly sort of evolved into a consumer packaged goods company when we started experimenting with chocolate. And maybe I'll pause there because I could go on for another 10 minutes on that topic. But, but uh, you know, that was sort of how kind of I ended up at the health and wellness. Well, great background with that. You mentioned Q was kind of that first foray. And today you've moved into a company called Human Co. How did that bridge happen going from Q to now your latest venture with Human Co? Yeah, so, so Q quickly started to turn into a consumer packaged goods company, uh, as I said. And the chocolate which at the time when we were creating it kind of right around the launch of the restaurant is a, a paleo inspired, vegan, no refined sugar, organic chocolate bar. And frankly, we didn't really know what we were doing. You know, I was a professional investor. Jordan was a real estate person, but we, we approached it as outsiders and we did a lot of research. We asked a lot of questions. We were very honest about what we did not know. And, you know, we started as a family, meaning there were no outside investors for the first many years. And we really had this idea of, of sort of creating a new standard within uh, chocolate and then ultimately snacking. And as that started to grow, I was the chairman and largest and controlling investor until we recently sold to Mondelez. Until as that was sort of growing, I became fascinated with the CPG industry as an investor and as just someone who wanted to kind of accelerate this movement of providing healthier products to more people, uh, and frankly, making eating healthy less confusing. And I started becoming an angel investor, an advisor, and a board member of many other companies in the space. And I had a blast doing it. And, 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 and I really saw how much value I was able to add. I, I ended up having a bunch of, of very successful exits. And almost by accident, I built uh, an ecosystem around the health and wellness and, and CPG kind of community of things like R&D expertise, logistics, supply chain, ingredient sourcing, relationships with certain retailers, relationships with executives at public companies. And I realized that there was a lot more to do. And given that my heart ultimately was always this sort of intersection of entrepreneurialism with investing, I decided at the end of 2018, to retire from the hedge fund industry, we returned all of our investor money. 
and we created HumanCo. And, and HumanCo is sort of my second act after Hugh. And the idea was to build sort of a modern holding company that's focused on a healthier living. And a holding company in the investment world is sort of what, what consumers know of as kind of a parent company or a conglomerate where it's, it's considered a master brand, more akin to like what Berkshire Hathaway does or what SoftBank has done, uh, where it's a combination of investing by buying companies or buying control of companies and then growing them. And they're all under one roof and incubating brands from scratch like we did with you and we just did with a newer brand called Snow Days. But the idea is to take many of the kind of well-known consumer-oriented holding companies or conglomerates are up to 100 years old. Companies like Unilever, Procter & Gamble, General Mills, these are all modern-day conglomerates, or let's say not modern-day, but, but these, are, these are conglomerates today, but most of their portfolios are based on products that were developed 40, 50, 80, 100 years ago. And we want to do that, but in health and wellness, and do it with a much, much stricter standard so that everything under the human co-umbrella, and we now have three brands that are officially under the human co-umbrella, that everything under the human co-umbrella has the same set of standards, but each company, even though they're independent and have independent brands, can actually share resources with each other and share know-how and actually provide a benefit to the consumer in that if a consumer knows what human co is and they see the human co kind of brand stamp, they will know that this is a brand that they can trust and they will know who's behind these brands and they can feel safe that we have done the fanatical vetting around what's in it, how it's made, where it's sourced, and what it does for you as a consumer. So I want to talk about the one of the brands you mentioned there, and it's one of your first out of the gate in Snow Days. What inspired Snow Days and what is the brand that you just launched there? So I have two children. I have a seven-year-old son, 12-year-old daughter. I grew up as a kid of the 80s. I grew up in the Northeast in a small town northwest of Hartford, Connecticut. And I also grew up on junk food. And at the time, we didn't know a lot of what I was eating was junk food. And, and many children of the 80s didn't know that that was all junk food. But, you know, think of, of things like Totino's Pizza Bites, you know, Chicken Nuggets, Elio's Pizza, Hot Pockets, you know, all of these types of things. And I later discovered that I have a pretty significant gluten intolerance. And part of my autoimmune issues and part of the, you know, I was very frequently sick as a kid. And I believe a lot of that was because I didn't sort of respect what I was eating. And for the last 20 years, you know, ever since I sort of got over my bad bout of illness, I've had to be very restrictive. And a lot of those comfort foods that I grew up with that I loved have been sort of out of my reach, meaning I can't eat them without knowing I'm going to feel sick. And what I have found is that a lot of consumers today from all demographics and all age groups who are getting more and more informed about ingredients and what goes into food and even what goes into consumables that are not food, things like personal care and beauty and household products, that the more you get educated on what's in these things, the scarier life becomes. And you have this feeling of, of vigilance, of paranoia, of skepticism, of like, oh God, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. I can't eat that. How am I going to feel if I eat that? And I remembered growing up as a kid that when your mom came in, and I don't know if you ever experienced this, Dave, but that day, which happened, you know, a couple times a year when your mom would come in or you'd see on the TV that school was canceled because of a snow day. And you had this feeling of unbridled enthusiasm, of euphoria, of freedom, of liberation, of like, oh, my God, what am I going to do today? 
And we noticed when we created Hugh Kitchen, the restaurant, that for people who were celiac or who were, you know, immune compromised or autoimmune or just were really strict about what they put in their body, that people had that reaction when they went to our restaurant. And I wanted to replicate that feeling, which is why the brand is called Snow Days. And my kids love pizza. I love pizza. My wife loves pizza. But there's not that many options out there that I think sort of meet the standards of the way we like to live. And so we wanted to see if we could create a comfort food that had a new standard that has not been done before in frozen food. And Snow Days is a 100% organic, grain-free, gluten-free pizza bite that is made with sustainably farmed grass-fed mozzarella. And it has seven vegetables infused into the sauce, which you cannot tell, and my kids certainly can't tell. And it performs and tastes like the best pizza bite you've ever had. And the goal of Snow Days is to be a frozen food comfort brand, a comfort food brand that sets a new standard in what consumers can expect. And we're starting with Pizza Bites, and we launched them uh, a couple weeks ago. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. We had a chance to try it with my eight-year-olds, and they absolutely loved it and did not discover the vegetables either. So well done on that one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, And, and I would say, Dave, it's important that whenever we're developing products, we have something we call the kid test. And I have a palate now that's used to healthy food. And so I'm not the right judge. Kids, particularly my son, does not have a palate that's accustomed to healthy food. And so I want to see, like, is this something a kid would eat if you told them, it, you know, blindly that it wasn't healthy? Just, you just handed it to them and said, hey, try this. And for products like Snow Days and certainly for products that we made at Hue, they always had to pass the kid test. So, you know, one of the things you mentioned with Human Coat, you're going to launch brands like Snow Days, but you're also going to invest or possibly acquire. What are the biggest characteristics that you're really looking for in a brand when you're looking to bring it under the Human Co umbrella, given that seal of approval that you, you kind of talked about with Human Co? Yeah, so we actually, uh, the most recent brand we did that with is a, is a plant-based ice cream called Coconut Bliss. We bought uh, Coconut Bliss just under a year ago. And it's a, it's a perfect example of kind of what we're looking for. And we are first and foremost looking for an excellent product that meets our standards and our guardrails. And we're also looking for elements of significant and real authenticity. And Coconut Bliss was a, was a family-owned brand from a third-generation farming family in Eugene, Oregon. I always thought it was the best plant-based ice cream that was out there. And it had grown pretty significantly. It was, it, 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 it's the second or third biggest plant-based ice cream out there. And they had a significant focus well before it was cool on plant-based, on sustainable farming, on fair labor practices, and overall 
sustainability for the planet. And, and this is, this, they were doing this before anyone had asked them to do this because this is what they believe and this is how they live their own lives. And that's super important to us because right now we're in a time when a lot of people use this term greenwashing, which is that they make certain claims or, or, or say certain things about their products to appear virtuous, even though there's sort of no virtue behind the product. And so authenticity is a hugely important principle behind the things that we look at. And what we're really looking for are brands and products that have done a very good job getting to a certain point, but need a lot of help to get to the next level. You know, help in marketing, help in distribution, help in branding, help in innovation and R&D. And Coconut Bliss checked all those boxes. And it's a terrific family who was behind it, and, and they are now our partners in the brand. And so we've started with food. So our first three brands in Human Co. are all food companies. The third one is a brand called Monty's, which was a New York-based, plant-based cream cheese and plant-based butter company that was easily, and as you can imagine, I eat a lot of plant-based stuff, easily the best plant-based butter and cream cheese I've, I've come across. But more importantly, we're always looking for simplicity and real ingredients. We're also at a time right now when there's a lot of innovation happening with biochemistry, what they're calling synthetic biology, where a lot of companies are raising lots of money and applying technology to food. That is actually anathema to me. That is sort of against my principles in many ways. And so when you look across our products, and Hugh certainly fits this bill, you know, Hugh has a, has a trademarked slogan around ultra simple ingredients where, again, we believe in sort of evolutionary principles. We believe in using foods that are as close to nature as possible, not using chemicals or things made in a laboratory that we have no idea what they do for human health over a 10, 20 year window. And so when you look across our brands, they all have these attributes. So you mentioned that, you know, health and wellness is the umbrella, but you're starting with food. So is the vision to go broader than food with human cow? It, it is. Yes, it is. It, it's, we describe it as, as um, anything you put in your body, which you can think of as food, beverage, and supplements, and nutrition. Anything you put on your body, which you can think of as things like personal care, things like soaps, lotions, hair products, beauty, and household products. So things that you're sort of interacting with on a daily basis as part of your life. And then we kind of have this, this third bucket that we call human performance technology. And as an example of that, I was a Series A investor in Aura Ring, which is a ring that you wear that helps you with, through an app really measure a lot of very key attributes of your daily life, including heart rate variability, pulse, how you sleep. It's a remarkable device. But the idea is that within the technology, it's part of a healthier living uh, ecosystem. And what we're doing, and it's the overarching goal of HumanCo, is to just make living a healthier life easier because it's just too hard and it's too confusing and nobody has the time to figure it out on their own. And so we're trying to really accelerate that, that process. So as you mentioned, with Snow Days, you just launched it a few weeks ago. What did the pandemic change when it came to that launch plan for getting that business out to the market? That's a great question, Dave. Um, we actually, if you could believe it, we thought of Snow Days before the pandemic. The pandemic really accelerated our motivation, even though we, we were strongly motivated. 
in that frozen food is a remarkable category that for a very long time has been demonized in the sense that there's a perception that frozen food is inherently inferior, inherently like less healthy. And ironically, freezing food is still the best technology for preservation. And it also happens to be the cleanest and the safest. And you can preserve, you know, significant nutrient density if you freeze food, you know, within a few days of it being edible. So think of like, as soon as a fruit gets ripe, you freeze it. And like anybody, we're very busy, my family, and everybody's looking for better convenience. And I think the pandemic just accelerated that. I think the pandemic has sort of reminded people like, we want to make food at home for our families, but we don't want it to be cheap, crap, processed food. And uh, I think the pandemic really just forced us to lean into our snow days business plan even harder is probably the easiest way to summarize it. So fast forward five years from now, where's Human Co. going to be? You know, I don't know. I get, I get asked that question quite a bit. My partner, Ross, uh, and I, who were both professional investors for 20 years, we sort of take this approach of maximizing optionality, meaning I've invested in enough businesses. I've had enough you know, successes and failures to sort of know that when you're in hyper growth mode, even looking a year out is not predictable. And so you have to have some strategy around your guardrails of what you, what you will do and won't do, but you also have to be prepared to handle what gets thrown at you, you know, good and bad. And, you know, we don't have a specific revenue target five years out. We just know that what we're doing today is really exciting. We're getting a ton of opportunity on a weekly basis, and we intend to keep doing what we're doing. And so we plan on buying many more companies. We plan on significantly investing in the companies we already have. And I think my only goal in HumanCo five years from now is having HumanCo be a household name that represents trust and represents a new standard of quality within the health and wellness space so that consumers can sort of feel relieved and sort of lower that vigilance of who made this, why did they make it, do they have an ulterior motive, are they out to get me, is profit the first motive? And, and I think that for us is, is probably the only really important goal five years from now. Well, I really appreciate you sharing this story of HumanCo. I love what you guys have built and uh, excited to see what the future holds for Snow Days and Coconut Bliss and everything else under the HumanCo umbrella. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if any of your listeners want to try Snow Days, it's only direct to consumer right now. So uh, they could try it at, at uh, snowdays.com. Perfect. We'll, uh, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Perfect. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.